0: Have you ever been in a situation where a huge conflict occurs? Or maybe something really bad happens, or maybe somebody hurts you really bad. And the next minute, they're acting like nothing ever happened. Like everything's normal, and like there's nothing wrong. (laughs) This can be one of the most gaslighting experiences that you can experience. They can make you feel like you're losing your mind. Today I'm going to explain why this pattern occurs and what you can do about it. actually several reasons why a person, maybe it's you, pretends like nothing happened, pretends like nothing's wrong, pretends like everything's normal, even though it really isn't. I want you to look at a lot of these reasons today. Now, keep in mind that a person could be doing it for one of these reasons or many at one time. So without much further ado, let's look at the reasons why somebody might exhibit this pattern. 1. A person might not know how to act. When a person is in a situation where they have an especially intense conflict or something seriously bad happens, and they're just at a loss for what to do about it, a lot of times, because they don't know how to create resolve, especially seriously conflict-averse people don't know how to create resolve in a relationship, they just default back to what's familiar, the way it was before. When a person does this, It is usually a reaction against things changing. They want things to go back to the comfort zone, which is the way things were before the incident occurred. 2. A person might feel like they are actually incapable of going through what it takes to face and to accept and to create resolution for whatever bad thing that happened. When this is the case, they slip into the coping mechanism of denial. When a person feels like they can't deal with change or eliminate something painful, in order to avoid despair, they might simply deny whatever is painful. Keep in mind that denial is not just about denying that there is a problem. Some people see there's a problem, but their denial comes in the form of minimizing the impact it has on their life or your life, excusing it, forgetting it or rationalizing it. To understand more about this, you can watch my video titled, How to Call Bullshit on Denial. 3. It is often a strategy that people use for avoiding or escaping from their own feelings of shame. Shame, as we know, is an incredibly painful experience and some people will do literally whatever it takes, no matter the cost to anybody else, to escape from this feeling of shame. This is especially true if whatever bad thing happened makes them feel like they're bad or wrong in any way. They can buck the responsibility by doing this too. For example, instead of owning fault or mistakes, they may intentionally forget it happened or rewrite or reframe the story in their head, so they can see themselves as the good guy instead of the bad guy in the narrative. Also, if they can pretend that nothing is happening and like you're the one who is full of negative emotions and who's acting like there's a problem, they can turn you into the problem. Turning you into the one that has the problem, i.e. the scapegoat, enables them to see themselves as the one in the right and as superior to you and thus feel good about themselves and look good to others. The opposite of shame. 4. The other person may simply be in a completely different reality than you are in. They may be perceiving what happened in a completely different way, interpreting it in a completely different way. And so what you're actually caught in is a parallel perceptual reality. It's impossible to align with this person as to what the actual facts are. (laughs) Of course you're having different reactions. Essentially, when this giant conflict occurred or when this really bad thing happened or when they did that thing to you, That meant something completely different to you than it did to them. You perceived it completely different than they did. Two different realities. Keep in mind that one of these different realities you can be stuck in is the fact that this is a serious matter or not. Also, it's important to remember that some people have never been on your side of the equation in whatever painful situation that you're in. This makes it really difficult for people to experience empathy and compassion. So maybe the way they're reacting reacting is because they really actually don't understand what is happening to you. What is your experience? Keep in mind that when people are trying to cope with denial or avoid shame, they may create entire perceptual realities that enable them to feel good instead of bad, especially about themselves. This is often the case with revisionist history. To understand more about this, watch my video titled, The Most Dangerous Parallel Reality. 5. It can be a subconscious or conscious meaning deliberate or more instinctual, attempt to gaslight you. When somebody gaslights you, they're essentially making you believe, bringing you to the conclusion, that what you see, you didn't see, what you hear, you didn't hear, what you perceive is not accurate. Your reality is false. Obviously, this can serve somebody who's very interested in controlling you. Gaslighting is a form of control over group narrative and group perception. Gaslighting warps your sense of reality. It confuses. And the idea is that if you doubt the reality that you perceive and yourself along with it, you might just surrender your perspective and narrative and adopt theirs instead. Which will be a narrative that makes them feel good about themselves instead of bad, and will get them what they want. To understand more about this, watch my video titled, Gaslighting. What is gaslighting and how to heal from it? 6. The person has some kind of motive for avoiding the elephant in the room. Some people perceive the discomfort involved with an elephant being in the room as being less uncomfortable than if everyone's looking directly at it. You will see this often at family gatherings. There's an obvious issue, but everyone's ignoring it and acting like it doesn't exist. There are all kinds of motives for avoiding addressing the elephant in the room, such as someone being terrified of conflict, someone being desperate to pretend everything's okay and maintain an overlay, someone being so concerned about not making other people feel bad that they don't bring the issue up, not wanting to be the one to ruin the moment for everyone, and let's not forget, not wanting to become the problem or scapegoat by being the one to bring it up, etc. 7. They want to avoid the consequences and instead delay them or push them off into the future. This is actually a form of procrastination. For example, let's say that a man cheats on his wife. He may be behaving this way, i.e. acting as if nothing is wrong, because he wants to delay or procrastinate or push off the inevitable consequences of having done so. Consequences like potentially losing the relationship, by his life becoming unstable. (laughs) Consequences like... Basically, having to face the fact that he did something so incredibly bad, how can he feel good with himself anymore? Consequences like having to find a new place to live. The problem is, this puts the other person in the position to have to face those consequences up front, and not only up front, but also alone. Consequences like completely broken trust. Consequences like having the stability fall out from underneath their life. You know? Consequences like, oh great, now I have to find a new place to live. 8 they may be using this tactic to buy themselves time to wait for you to do something, maybe even react in some way, so that they can flip it and make you the bad guy and the one that holds the responsibility for something wrong. Or for the inevitable consequences that might incur. When they're doing this, they want to make you the bad guy and make you hold the blame and point to your actions as the cause instead of them. When people pretend like nothing bad happened, when they act like everything's normal, you on the other side of that can only hold that for so long. Just so you know, the other person knows that. If you can only hold it for so long, it means you're inevitably going to take some action in response to whatever happened. Now then they can flip it and say, ha, see, it was you instead. For example, a person may cause a huge rupture by saying their heart isn't in their job and that they don't like anything they are doing. But they don't do anything about it. Then the next day, they may show up at work like nothing happened. There's now a big rupture with their boss. The boss will only be able to hold this for so long before firing this employee. But that's what this employee wants. This way he can play the victim to the boss and the boss gets to carry the blame for the failed work relationship and has to carry the responsibility for making all the decisions. 9. This can be a symptom of switching personalities. The psyche or the consciousness itself, it fragments. And this fragmenting can give rise to severe splitting within certain individuals. If you want to understand this concept in depth, I encourage you to watch my video titled Fragmentation, the Worldwide Disease. When this happens, the part of the person that was previously up when that conflict happened, or when they did that bad thing to you, or when that event happened, may not be the same part of them that is up now. Different parts within your consciousness relate to the world and relate to others and relate to experiences differently. To give you an example of this, I'm going to use the example of classic splitting. In the case of classic splitting, you have a person whose consciousness is fragmented to the degree that when they are feeling a positive emotional state or having a positive emotional experience with a person, in that moment they have no access to any previous negative memories or negative feeling states relative to that person or experience. And the opposite is true as well. When they experience something negative or they're feeling negative things towards a person, in that moment they have no access to positive memories or positive feeling states relative to that person. It is rare, but fragmentation can happen to such an extreme degree that a person actually loses memory in one part to the other of what happened or of what they did. Needless to say, any of this can cause someone to behave like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Or, at the very least, to behave explosively and irrationally one minute and to act fine and rational the next. 10. And this one is really, really common. They're acting this way because they're actually up on a high horse. Nothing's actually changed to remedy the situation. But they do in this moment feel right and superior. When this is the case, in between that conflict or that bad thing that happened and now, was an entire process of self-soothing and reframing in a way that caused them to feel good about themselves and like they were the one in the right. And if this situation involves a crisis, the person is most likely making themselves feel good by convincing themselves that you will eventually come to your senses and see that they're right. So, they're actually up on a high horse giving you the space to come to your senses. For example, a woman might have a huge blow-up fight with her boyfriend over his job, she wants him to quit, he really doesn't want to quit. At some point, she may go wash the dishes. As she washes the dishes, she is soothing herself by convincing herself that she is right because he obviously doesn't realize how bad the job is for him and for their relationship. And she's good because she knows what's best for him and is doing her best to fight for his actual needs even when he doesn't know what they are. She may then walk back into the room with him and act normal and like everything is okay, but this is because she feels right and good and calm because she feels she knows the truth and feels that inevitably he will come around and come to his senses and align with her point of view. So for now, they can drop it and discuss what TV show to watch. If you should find yourself in this situation, the confusion you feel and the anxiety you feel is perfectly understandable and is in fact to be expected but you are actually in the position to find out whether the person that you are in this relationship with, maybe it's you, is actually capable of having a mutual relationship or not. So here are some things you do. 1. Seek assistance. You're gonna have to seek assistance. Meaning help from somebody who can help you maintain a sense of grip on reality. Pick somebody who can help you sort through these details to identify false from true. Ideally, this person you pick has to be somebody who is difficult, better yet impossible, for you yourself to manipulate. Ideally, a professional. When you go to get this assistance, you've got to care a hell of a lot more about the truth than you care about being validated. Because so often, when you go to get help, because specifically you want somebody to validate you and to tell you how right you are in a circumstance, they're not actually putting you in reality. You could very well be paying someone even, simply to support your own illusion or to enable your own dysfunction. That means, this experience you have involving somebody else and helping you to get a grip on the reality of the situation itself might end up being validating to you, or it may not. The point is that can't be your intention for going in. 2. Give the other person the opportunity and the chance to actually see your perspective. To hear you out. If you never put the problem on the table that you think exists, doesn't matter if the other person thinks it exists. If you feel like a problem exists and you don't put it on the table, you're the one not actually opening up the space for there to be a potential for relationship. You are choosing to continue living in two separate realities and thus you are choosing separation, not alignment, and not a relationship. I need you to remember this. If somebody says that they were hurt by you, you don't get to decide you didn't hurt them. And if you feel like you were hurt by someone else, they don't get to decide that they didn't hurt you. That's not a relationship. Being the one to initiate resolve and being the one to initiate getting into the same reality sucks, especially when in your head it should be the other person initiating. But the thing is, you're gonna have to get over it and do it, if what you really are committed to is actually having a relationship with that other person. This means, you're gonna have to try. You're gonna have to force the issue. Of course, there are ways you can do this, it will increase your odds of this going successfully, such as sticking to expressing your feelings, When you do this, you want to focus on letting them know how their actions had an impact on how you feel. By doing this, you are making statements about the emotional reaction that you had and how these actions had a negative effect on your relationship. Keep in mind that people who pretend nothing is wrong are usually severely shame averse. And so, communicating in a way to decrease their shame while helping them to see your reality is important. For this reason, you may benefit by watching my video titled How to resolve conflict. 3. The way that a person responds to you sharing how you feel and what you perceive tells you a hell of a lot about what kind of relationship is actually possible with a person, if any. Unfortunately, it takes two to make a relationship work. If a person demonstrates that they have no interest in hearing what you have to say, if a person demonstrates that they have no interest in changing anything or discussing some way to find alignment with you so that you don't feel the way you feel anymore, They don't want a relationship. What they want... is supply. What I mean by supply is, they're only interested in other people meeting their needs. Needs like attention, adoration, control, praise, importance and power. Anyone who doesn't do that, they can get rid of with no concern about the impact that has on the other person. If a person wants a relationship, they will not want bad blood to exist between you. They will want to feel good again, and they will want you to feel good again, and they will want to occupy the same reality as you. And both their words and actions, not just words, will demonstrate that. For more information about this, I want you to watch two of my videos. The first is, how to create a safe relationship. And the second is, why some people don't want to solve conflict in a relationship. If somebody demonstrates to you that what they want in a relationship isn't actually relationship, it's supply, it's really down to your personal choice and personal truth. How and if you want to continue that relationship. You're gonna have to know that if somebody that you're in a relationship with wants supply instead of relationship, you're dealing with a rehabilitation case. Now, a person can't rehabilitate interpersonal trauma outside the context of a relationship. There's an attitude, especially when it comes to the people who most classically just want supply, which is narcissists. By the way, codependents are the same. But there's this attitude towards narcissism like it can't actually be rehabilitated. I don't actually agree. Narcissism is an interpersonal trauma. Interpersonal trauma has to be rehabilitated within the context of relationship. The question that I need you to ask yourself is, are you the right person to assist in the rehabilitation process with this Person, You need to know that it may take years or it may never work. And you will certainly get hurt along the way. And it's not okay to decide, I do want to participate in the rehabilitation process for this person, when that's coming from your own dysfunction. So if you find yourself in one of these circumstances, you have to truthfully ask yourself, is this actually compatible to me or not? 4. Remember how in the beginning, I suggested bringing in somebody to help you catch your grip on reality? Consider bringing somebody else in a third party to be the one to put the problem on the table and to act as a bridge between you and the other person. Not only can this person act as a bridge, but they can also act as a bringer of all parties into reality. Again, the best case scenario is if this is a professional, someone whose life is not personally affected by the situation someone who has no skin in the game, and can therefore remain objective. It can be shocking when somebody pretends like nothing happened, or that nothing's wrong, or that everything is normal, when quite clearly it isn't, because something very serious did happen. The thing I need you to know is that most people, they're not actually being cruel intentionally. They don't know they're being cruel. If they knew they were being cruel, they couldn't continue. Most people are not doing these things deliberately to hurt you. They're doing these things because they've got one thing on their mind in this moment and that's themselves. Their own best interests. Pain has this way of making all parties incredibly self-centered. This means they're thinking about themselves and their needs and their pain. Everything they are doing, they are doing in order to try to avoid pain or get out of the pain they're in. They're not thinking about you and what's best for you. They're not thinking about how you feel. And the reality is, in this circumstance, you may not be thinking about them and what's best for them and how they feel either. Even though pain often causes us to slip into this narcissistic bubble of self-concern, in order to actually have relations, we have to actually choose out of that bubble of self-concern. Consciously. And so, everything is not okay unless a genuine meeting of minds takes place. That meeting of minds entails accepting that something did happen, something is wrong, and thus some form of facing and unpacking the issue so as to find resolve, has to actually take place. By not accepting the reality of something unpleasant, a person can't do anything about it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Eventually, this situation that exists will take its own course, with or without your consent. By acting like nothing happened, by acting like everything is normal, by acting like there's nothing wrong, or by going along with somebody who's acting that way, what you're doing is acting out a lie. And a relationship must be based on something that is real. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.